This is Walk to Wealth, Episode 1. My name is John Mendez, and I am your host. Welcome to Walk to Wealth, where I motivate and inspire people new to the world of personal finance by letting you all in behind the scenes of someone who's still on his way. So in today's episode, I'm going to be going over my journey, how it all started way back when, where am I at today, and a couple of the things that got me into investing, what got me into building my credit, what got me into real estate, and also a couple of the books that I read that really sparked my change. So I was pretty much born into poverty. I grew up in a two-bedroom apartment in the projects. There's about nine or ten of us between me, my cousin, my uncles and aunts, and my grandparents squished up in there. And for most of my childhood, I pretty much slept on a couch. That was my bed. I didn't even have a room. It was right in the living room. I slept right on the couch. And, um, you know, there would be days there when my grandma had to boil hot water just so I could take a shower. You know, no one in my family was wealthy at all. We were far from it. I had immigrant parents who were never married, and they separated early on. My father was very much absent in my life, and my mother and I never had a good relationship. My grandparents on my mom's side, who were also immigrants, raised me, but they barely spoke any English. My Spanish wasn't as good as it is now, so it was pretty hard to communicate with them very early on. And up until, I'd say, about high school is when my Spanish really started to evolve, and I was able to hold a lot deeper conversations with them. In the eyes of society, I would pretty much be given a pass. You know, it would be okay if I decided to say, screw the world and life isn't fair and decide to never pursue financial independence. But I decided from the age that you're able to make conscious decisions, everything that happens in your life falls on you. So although in the lens of society, I probably have, I have enough things that I've been through to be granted the victim card and just be able to use the victim card, whatever I want to make excuses for myself. But I choose not to do that. And although that's how I was brought up, I'm not going to let that dictate my future. So now that we've got my upbringing out of the way, fast forward a little bit to 2019. In 2019, one of my friends, Marcus, invited me to join Robinhood. And I don't know if this was through a conversation or if he texted the group chat, but he sent out a link to download Robinhood and get a free stock. I ended up downloading the link. I got my free stock and I was just watching it for a while. I didn't know anything about investing in the time. I didn't look into it, which I definitely should have. And after, I don't remember what was the duration of time, but after about a a month or so, I believe, the stock started to go down. And although it was a free stock, so I wasn't losing any of my own money, I didn't like the idea that the stock started going down. So I sold it and then I eventually deleted the app. And that was that. Now, fast forward to July of 2020, my friend M told me about this credit builder app called Self. And the way Self works is you sign up for the app and you make monthly payments and you pick the amount that you want to pay. You pick the time period that you want to pay for. And at the end of the time period, once you make all your monthly payments, you receive all the money that you paid minus the interest and it pretty much just shows to the credit bureaus that you can make on time monthly payments and it helps you to start 
either building your credit or it helps you to start fixing your credit. And so that's what I use to start building my credit back in July. About two weeks after that, this is when I was still banking with Bank of America. I applied for the Bank of America rewards card and I got approved for $500. And that was pretty big for me. Fast forward to late August, me and one of my boys, Peter, we worked at jobs that were across the street from each other. So whenever we would both get off the clock at the same time, we would walk downtown together before we split ways to end up going home. And we always get into conversations, deep conversations. And he's also into finance himself. He one day told me about Tesla. Tesla was doing a 5-1 stock split September 1st of 2020. I didn't know anything about investing. As I said, I downloaded Robinhood in 2019, and that was that. And he was just like, John, you know, you're getting your college refund. Look into Tesla. It'll be a good place to put your money into. And so I ended up not looking into Tesla at all. I just pretty much followed his word, and I took his word for it, and I decided to put some money into Tesla. And I think I started with about $1,400 I put in, and that was all college refund money that I got back. A little more fast-forwarding, now we're in November of 2020, and I don't really know what inspired me or what motivated me to go to Barnes & Nobles, but I'm so glad that I did because I ended up going to Barnes & Nobles and I picked up three books. I picked up Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, Index Fund for Dummies, Forget Who Is That By, and I Will Teach You To Be Rich. And this is really when my whole personal finance world really took a giant 180. Because once I started, I picked up those books and I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which which is the first book that I read. It really planted a seed in me and got my fire started. So in December, that's when I started putting things into motion. After reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad and the seed was planted in, in my head, I read I Will Teach You To Be Rich. And from that book, I started looking into checking accounts and savings accounts. I opened a checking account with Charles Schwab and my online savings account with Ally Bank. And I started learning more about credit cards. And I was pretty much watching YouTube videos every day about best checking accounts, best savings accounts, best credit cards. And I ended up applying for my first Chase card, which I was approved for instantly, which was super amazing for me because that was my first kind of baby step into the world of points and rewards and travel. I also that month signed up for a wholesaling class and I was able to finish that class and I got my LLC filed, I got my logo and I got my domain name and I was ready to get going into the world of wholesaling and for those of you that don't know what wholesaling is, pretty much wholesaling is, so let's say someone wants to sell their house for 100000 Typically this house is probably distressed. I would then get it under contract and assign that contract to someone else that wanted to buy the home, typically an investor, for 110000 I would then pocket the $10,000 difference. And that's a very oversimplified version of wholesaling, but that's what it is in a nutshell. And so December for me was the month where I finally got the ball rolling and started putting things in action. In January... That's when I finally read Index Funds for Dummies and I put the rest of my fall 2020 college refund into index funds at that point. At that point also, after I kind of got the wholesaling thing going, I started calling up attorneys 
and they said that you know you need a good attorney on your team when doing wholesaling deals. And one attorney was pretty much like, "Hey, John, you can't do that in Connecticut," and that really discouraged me for a bit. So I kind of deaded the whole idea of becoming a wholesaler, and I never really ever picked it back up again. Fast forward to March, I enrolled in real estate university to take my real estate classes. And I was kind of over school at that point, so I decided to stop showing up to my college classes, which were all completely online. And fast forward a little bit to the end of the semester, I decided to officially drop out in May. And I started, I picked up a job at K Jewelers, and I picked up my job at the restaurant again for the summer. And I decided to work 70 hour work weeks while pursuing my real estate license. I failed my PSI exam twice. The first time I did not study at all. I never really studied in in school, so I was like, hey, you know, might as well not study again. Failed it. I was seven points away, I believe. And then the second time around, I failed it again. I studied probably for like an hour, and I was one point away. And after failing both times and paying to take the exam both times third time came around and I started studying and I would spend a lot of time while I was at K Jewelers studying for my PSI exam. And the day I finally passed it was September 3rd, which was the day after my birthday. It was a Friday and I was headed back from New York and I had to clock into the restaurant right after that. So that was a pretty exciting day. So pretty much what I did to pass the test the third time around is I memorized the questions that they asked because between the first and second test, I noticed there were a lot of similarities and some questions were exactly the same. So I just memorized them. I tried to write them down as soon as I came out of the test. And then when I came back for the third test, I just went over those questions. And then I ended up passing the third test with flying colors. And throughout the summer, I was in communication with Keller Williams and with Coldwell Banker. And it was between the two of them. I interviewed EXP. They tell you to interview several brokerages just so you can get an idea. For the most part, most brokerages offer the same thing. You just really have to see where you can see yourself starting your business. You kind of have to go with your gut feeling at first. I decided to choose Keller Williams, and I believe that's the best decision I ever made. And so I officially became licensed as of September 15th. I became licensed. After a while of working at K, I would kind of use a lot of my time there to spend on real estate stuff anyways. And my manager kind of she got the the idea that I was doing more real estate stuff than actual K jeweler stuff. So I decided before she fires me or before I just ruin my own personal image, I was like, "Hey, I should not be working here if my heart is somewhere else." So the last week of October I spoke to my manager and I decided to put in my two weeks and that was the first time for me cuz I never actually quit a job before and K jeweler was pretty good to me. I learned a lot while I was there. It was like kind of the the training the training wheels to sales cuz it was still kind of like a a job in a mall but there were a lot of stuff that they did that I'm planning on implementing in my own real estate business because for the most part sales is sales. And so as of November for the first week of November, I was officially full-time in real estate technically. 
And so that was pretty much a super summarized version of my walk to wealth. And so where I am today, today is December 28th, the day that I'm recording. And as of now, I have five credit cards. Four are with Chase, and one of those credit cards is a business credit card. And then the remaining card is with Bank of America. And across all four, I mean, all five of these cards, I have access to about $14,100 in available credit. My credit score right now on Experian is 728 as of today. And it's 734 and 735 on Credit Karma. I also have a little over 170,000 rewards points for Chase, which I don't plan on using quite yet. I'm working on my sign-up bonus for my current Chase Inc. uh, cash card. But in the future, once everything calms down, I plan on starting to cash in on a lot of these points and start traveling for free. This past year, I was also able to read 13 books. I'd say my two favorite were I Will Teach You to Be Rich, just because of all the practical information that it gives you and stuff that you can implement into your daily life right then and there as you're reading the book. That's kind of the whole purpose of the book. My second favorite book was Think and Grow Rich. That's more so like a mindset book and kind of the idea behind that book is pretty much what the cover says is if you think that you will become rich you will eventually start attracting things that will eventually make you rich in a way that's kind of what the book is in a nutshell so those are to my two favorite books that i've read so far i also closed my first real estate transaction after december 14th i had my first offer accepted two days after that i had went up to Norwalk and executed my first lease with my client. So pretty much that deal is pretty much a done deal now. So I have a transaction technically under my belt now. I have a couple clients that I'm working with currently. So my real estate business is starting to get off the ground a little bit. A lot of my leads, well, all of my leads so far have really been through, um, all through referrals from other agents in the office. Just from me, you know, showing up every day and being that kid that's hungry, that's passionate, that's ready and willing to work. And agents see that, and that's pretty much how I've been getting all my referrals so far. But I have a lot of potential leads that I'm planning on working on for 2022. So 2022 might be a very big year for me. A lot of potential buyer leads that I have working on, a lot of people in my circle of influence. So that should be pretty good. I have around close to double my student loans invested right now between index funds, ETFs, individual stocks, and cryptos. I believe about 70 to 75% of my portfolio is between two an index fund and an ETF and then a couple other index funds that are smaller portions. But that's where I hold most of my my savings. Then another 10 or 15% in individual stocks. And most of these stocks are for dividends, not including Tesla and this other stock that I invested in because the same friend who put me on to Tesla also put me on to another stock, which I'm up like something like 40 or 50. Might be up close to 100% now. I don't know. I'm up a lot on that stock. Um, And for my crypto portfolio, 
I only have Bitcoin, Ethereum, and it's like a, a 70-30 split between Bitcoin and Ethereum. I don't have too much money in it. I don't understand crypto enough to go heavily into it, nor am I interested enough to learn more about it. So I'm fine with where I'm at. I still put a tiny bit of money here and there just to balance out my portfolio a little bit. But I don't plan on going too deep into crypto. And over the past 12 months, I was really able to meet and connect with tons of amazing people. I was able to network. I've been able to meet people who are millionaires. I've been able to meet people who own over 100 rental properties. I've been able to meet people who have super successful agents and have teams and everyone kind of in the middle so far. And it's it's really been a journey. It's really been fun. There's a, a lot of things that I learned so far that I'm going to change in the future so I make sure that doesn't happen. And I'm going to continue on learning, continue on implementing the things that I learn into my daily life so that I can start making actual changes to my life and not just be a professional student. I want to be in the field making moves happen. But that's pretty much a, a quick wrap up of where I'm at today. So I made this episode the first episode so you guys could hopefully relate to my story. And although you may not have had similar struggles to me, you may have had more struggles, you may have had worse struggles, you may have had less struggles. I share my story with you to show you all that we all have bad cards that we are dealt in life. I'm not going to sit here and act on my podcast like everything was all sunshine and rainbows because I started pursuing financial independence. There's so many financial gurus out there that are trying to sell you guys classes that came out of nowhere and are now all of a sudden magically successful. And they don't really tell you the journey. They just show you numbers of how much they made in the past three months, X, Y, Z. And they kind of force you guys to take their classes because you see that they're successful and you want to be successful as well. But they don't give you none of the backstory behind it. And the big idea behind this show is that you don't have to be wealthy in order to become wealthy and that it isn't a race. We live in a world where social media sells everyone a perfect reality that doesn't really exist. And we get too caught up comparing ourselves and we where we are in life as to where that successful person down the street and where he was in life at that same age. And so instead of wasting our times comparing ourselves to the next man, just try and strive to be the best that you can be and make the most of your situation. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Again, I am your host, John Mendez. You can find me at John Mendez underscore realtor and at walk to wealth on Instagram. Please make sure to subscribe and leave a review if you're loving the podcast so far. New episodes are released every Sunday. Look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Take care.